Hey everybody, welcome to the Asian Podcast Network. And before we get started introducing our podcasters, I'd like to share a quick message with you about the 2020 census. The census is our American way of counting everyone living in the United States to determine how resources are allocated and how decisions are made. Decisions like funding for schools, roads, public services, and healthcare. Businesses also use this data to decide whether to open up new stores in our neighborhoods. This week, along with other Asian organizations across the country, we at Asian Podcast Network are so proud to participate in the 2020 Census Asian Week of Action. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to go to 2020census.gov to fill out yours for your household. Remember, this is our last chance for the next 10 years, and the deadline is fast approaching. It takes just minutes and can make a decade of impact, so we encourage you to also check in with your family and friends to make sure they've done the same. Let's make sure the voices of our amazing community are heard loud and clear by participating in the 2020 census. Let's get counted and shape our future here and now. Thanks for tuning in to the Asian Podcast Network. And here's the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Asian Podcast Network, the podcast, where we introduce you to amazing Asian podcasters, podcast guests, and people from the podcast industry. Basically, if you're an Asian person anywhere in the world of podcasting, we want to talk to you and we want to share your story with our audience. So today I have another amazing podcaster here with me. He's also based in Los Angeles like I am. And he is Tony Lee, the host and producer of the Shecky podcast. And so I would love to welcome Tony to the show. Hi, Tony. Hey, how's it going, man? It's uh, humbling to be here talking to another Asian American podcaster. This is a podcast for Asian people by Asian people talking about Asian podcasts. It's a very... <laughs> Meta, a lot of lot of Asian in all that we do. Man, that was that was an Inception stuff you just spit. <laughs> it's it's about time though, because I think I grew up in an era. Um, you grew up in South Orange County. I grew up in mm-hmm. North Orange County, and you know that world was extremely different too. Because I think yeah, hundred you know, uh, percent. In in Fullerton, it was a lot of Koreans. Like in '92, even letters were sent home English in the front, Korean in the back, mm. and um, Laguna obviously not not the same. Um, so tell us about Tony, a um, little bit about you and a little bit about the show. So my name is Tony Lee. Uh, my uh, podcast is called Welcome to Shekyville. I talk about um, entrepreneurship, social media, um, and just general life things. Um, I come from a um, trained background from advertising agency. So I've worked on brands like 20th Century Fox, Nintendo, Sweetgreen, a lot of retail brands as well. Um, currently, I'm a director of pay social at a publicly traded company, and I absolutely love what I'm doing. But I also know that I am um, fortunate enough to be able to be employed by someone that I absolutely love and get to wake up at every day and work on my passion and get paid for it. But I also have this other side um, that I absolutely love talking with people. And I love highlighting what incredible um, just people are doing. So during the pandemic, I kind of kicked my ass into gear. I said, if I'm this blessed and I have a bunch of homies who are not able to even get a job that they want because they got laid off, I should do something. I can't just put this on the back burner. So I went from creating no content in two and a half years to creating just this podcast and every single form of it. So it's been, it's been a journey. Um, I absolutely love it, but yeah, um, when it comes to digital and social media marketing, like I've been blessed to be part of the early way for it. And you know, the other, other story to it is I kind of accidentally entered into social media by accident. I actually went to school to be the um, best sports columnist in the world. And I stumbled upon this thing called Twitter. 
right? And it changed my life. Um, and the whole idea and the premise is that uh, newspapers are a pyramid where editor-in-chief tells what the consumers that they should read and know about, right? And I said, Twitter and social media is going to flip the script and invert the pyramid. The consumers are going to tell what the editors to write about. And now this is a practice model that everybody uses, right? But back then it was such so controversial to the point the award-winning newspaper on campus said, uh, thanks but no thanks, like your ambitions is like, not what we're needing. So I just started my own newspaper. And to this day, is still on campus. And it's, um, I think, has bigger um, reach than even the on-campus newspaper officially that's been there for decades. So um, yeah, like I totally just stumbled into this by accident, but I absolutely love it. And I think you're living a, a different version of it now, right? So mm-hmm. um, even the, the, the power of storytelling via audio traditionally was limited to radio. Yeah. And so for you to get on radio, you need somebody to give you permission to give you a slot. A hundred percent. And go all the way back. You need that person or that company then needs to get a license from the FCC and all this other crap. Mm-hmm. Even when we went into like sort of the the evolution of digital storytelling, it was still like XM, you needed something. Yeah. And, and so even though podcasting technically has been around for a very long time and Anybody who with a digital audio track technically could have called themselves a podcaster 20 years ago mm-hmm. with the platforms that are happening now and that are available now, some paid, many free. We are truly living in a time of the democratization of storytelling. 100%. And tell me your thoughts on why you, Tony Lee, mm-hmm. with a podcast name, and, and tell us about that too, that is infused with a Korean word in it and highlighting particularly Asian folks that look like me and you. Why is that important enough for you to do this in addition to your job? Yeah, uh, I really love that question because I think I want to go back on the podcast itself in in the medium, right? This is an evolution of consumer behavior and how they want to hear content. There's, I wouldn't look at this as like social media versus podcast versus traditional TV or anything. This is what I'm betting on, which is the behavior that we like to listen to things passively. We are busy. And this is one way to be hands-free and consume content in the way that you want. Podcast is pretty much the only thing that you can listen to 2x on a consistent basis, right? Outside of like audiobooks, like you can listen to YouTube videos, but like there's multiple buttons. But there is a way to consume content and be immersed in it in your own private environment. What I am doing is just betting on that behavior. Just like when I created the Intrepid, I wrote a story in USA Today um, explaining the philosophy, which was there was a mimeograph back in the day, which is like that blue carbon paper, and people use that to use as a newspaper, right? But it was them taking control of um, print ownership and be able to disseminate the content that they want and tell the stories that they want. Podcast and technology has just accelerated that and put gasoline um, on this fire, right? And I'm just betting on it. To your Asian American point, right? What I, uh, it's an interesting thing for me because you look at me and you look at my name and I'm Korean, right? But I grew up in predominantly non Asian, let alone Korean communities. I didn't go to church growing up. So I've never really identified my, I mean, I identify myself, but like there was a lack of connection on like how people identify me. But In the corporate world, I am also a huge minority. Um, Asian Americans are historically very underrepresented and not in a bad way. It's just not many people in Asian American uh, cultures um, send their children to go into marketing because they don't think it's as profitable. And I will challenge that because I'm making a pretty good um, chunk of change. Um, But that was the historical context, right? So 
you know, how I've kind of gone into this business and why I wanted to do it was I've met so many interesting people that are really great entrepreneurs, have really good stories, and I want to highlight it. And the Welcome to Sheckyville is a play on what uh, my friends used to say, because I wanted to be a rapper, but that's a whole separate story when I was growing up. But they said my record label is going to be called Sheckyville Productions, and that is actually my company as well. But like, it's a podcast. Welcome to Sheckyville. You're having a chat with me. So that's how I got that name. Very cool, man. Um what is the most important or the coolest thing that you've learned in the last 100 days or so uh, since we've been in this new reality of um, we can record like this and yeah. we don't, I, I, I think would love to get your take on, you said you had a lightning or a, a light bulb moment where you said, hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to make the most of what we have. Yeah. Um, wh what is the coolest thing that's come to you since then? And, and what is the biggest lesson that you're taking away from this time? Yeah, um, opportunities are everywhere. And I think that's the biggest misconception um, for a lot of people that like, oh, it's too late to get started in a YouTube or whatever it may be. But, you know, looking at the economy and a lot of the small businesses that I talk to and especially mom and pop shops and how I can help to get them profitable, let alone like pivot for new technologies, opportunities are everywhere. But here's the thing that I've also realized people are lazy, like lazy AF and all the playbook and everything that you need to do to succeed is out there. They're not willing to put in the time, right? But what I realized was I was part of that gener or that group too. So I went from creating no content for two and a half years to fully fledged live streaming with high uh, equipment that I already had and podcasting and networking with people like you. And here I am. So opportunities are everywhere. And don't ever, ever use this pandemic as an excuse because trust me, there's going to be in two to three years some multi-billion dollar companies that are going through IPO because of this time. I 100% agree with you. Um, this is not to shame anybody and everybody deals with stress and pain and life's challenges differently. But I'm sure you'd agree that in March, as things were starting to get shut down from a mobility perspective, mm -hmm. I saw a lot of Facebook posts on, I am so bored. Tell yeah. me what I need to watch on Netflix. Yeah, oh man. my God, I have run out of things to read. And it just, you know, one, I have two kids, so like you never have free time. You need to mm -hmm. like make free time. But the other part is, you're right, opportunity is everywhere. Um, I started my show, The Years of Americans, on March 2nd as a gift to my daughter. And then the pandemic happened, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't somebody might look at this and go, oh, you're just another pandemic podcast. And it's like, no, I had this idea long before. It's just I had to pivot because we needed to make the content not completely about COVID, but also relevant to what people were going through. And, and so it is really just putting in the hours because it's really a lot of hours to make stuff like this happen. Um, yeah. So you're right. I, I think it either needs to come from a, a place of love and a place of purpose, or it needs to be business driven. And I think what we're seeing a lot of, I, I think, the reason why, if you look at some of the podcasts that started two, three years ago that they're not that no longer around today, is part of it is missing those two ingredients, right? Either you you've lost the fire to do it mm -hmm. for free, or it just you know you weren't able to connect the pieces, not maybe no fault of your own, to make it yeah. a a profitable endeavor for you. So Tony, what what is the future of Welcome to Shakeville for you, and is this something that is always going to be a side project or what is the, the the grand vision of this show as it pertains to your legacy? 
Yeah, great question. I love the word legacy because that's exactly what I'm doing, right? Like I've um, I've had a lot of thought about what type of person I want to become and what I want the world to not only remember me, but like the efforts that I put into it, right? This podcast is, for lack of better words, a representation of my morals and values because all the guests that I bring on and all the conversations that um, happen on Shakyville, that is a representation of everything that I am. And this is for me, right? Who knows? Maybe I'll start my own company. Maybe I'll start my own agency. You don't know in the future. But what I do know is that there's going to be a documentation of my morals and values and it is out there for public. And I'm that is like a principle that people will always be able to look back and be like, this is who that guy is. It has a lot to do with legacy. And, you know, one of my personal goals is that I want to become probably like, you know, like um, when Crazy Rich Asians came, I wanted to be basically the next variation of that and be the marketer that gets something like that out to the masses, right? I want to be at the top, top, top seat, empowering Asian Americans and um, people will be bringing that. I want to be able to empower people that have business in Korea and want to expand to the US and be able to lend a hand. That's the legacy, right? I want to be the legacy of helping people because I want to have the tallest building in the land, but by no means I'm going to knock down other buildings to get that. We're going to all raise it together. And that's what I want my legacy. And that's what is fundamental about my podcast, because I'm bringing people that I know is bringing value, not only to the Asian American community, but people that are interested in entrepreneurism. So that's kind of where I know I want to take it um, to a degree, like maybe you call it a side project or a hustle or not. But what I know is this is me building not only a legacy, but giving an avenue and an inspiration to people that maybe are like, I don't know what to do, right? Or I don't know where to go to help. Listen to some of these people, man. These people have been through the ringer and they're bringing their valuable time, um, just like you and I are having this conversation. So yeah, man, like to me, um, I'm going to get mine, right? Whether it's this podcast or not, I'm going to get mine and I have the confidence. And not only that, I, I, I'm not greedy. I don't care if you make it faster than me or vice versa, right? I am just going to put in my time and help everybody as much as possible because I want to be the change I want to see in the world. And I don't like people who are willing to do whatever they want to get to the top because you know this better than anyone, man. You've you've probably talked to a lot of people, people that did that. They're lonely. They're lonely, man. And they regret it. And I definitely don't want that to be my legacy. You, you bring up such a good point, Tony. I think people forget because this is a digital medium that what you're actually doing is building a stage that has your name on it above on a banner yeah, and the people that stand on that stage with you fully represent you mm-hmm. and that it is rarefied and almost a holy site for you to share the conversations that you wish you had. And so it's not about filling episodes. It's not about giving the, getting the biggest name in the universe because then you're just pandering to an audience that doesn't really care about your values. Um, and people see through that. If, if your goal is just to make money and just to get big names, consumers will see through that bullshit. And yeah. you, you're absolutely right. Like, that's exactly kind of where my mind's at with what you're saying. And, and I've, from my experience too, what's been fascinating is it matters much more to the guest for whom the podcast experience was their first time ever sharing a story than it is for the person who gets so many media requests that they don't, they ask the questions that qualify you, right? Yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about some of the guests that you've had on, some of the topics that you cover, and if people are intrigued enough through this short conversation between you and me 
Um, what? Why should people jump on over to Welcome to Shakyville and hit that subscribe button? Yeah, man. I think um, the best thing I can uh, tell you is the genuine conversations that we're having. There is no secondary motive, right? I'm not bringing people in to talk about the SaaS product that they created and that you need to buy and becomes an infomercial for 30 minutes, right? I'm not um, bringing in um, entrepreneurs who absolutely know don't know what they're talking about. I'm trying to give you practical advice because the fact that you're willing to spend 20 to 40 minutes listening to somebody that means a lot, right? So I'm trying to add that value. And I know that's a little bit cliche, but in, in my mind, like some of the guests, right? Minji Chang, um, who is also a podcaster, but she's been um, crucial to the Asian American community and getting a lot of um, artists and creatives up there. She didn't really talk about that as much as uh, what was going on with the uh, racism and um, all the things that are going on, right? That was relevant topic too now and was really practical advice. And she um, explained a lot of um, things about the word should and the connotation of it. It was fascinating, right? <laughs> and then there was a guy that who designed my logo who came on because he's a working full-time at an agency and then also have a side gig. But he told us the discipline of what he does and how he separates his time and how he looks at his finances. That is, I want to say like 99% or maybe not that much, but like 90% of people who end up starting their own thing was working at a full-time job before and like right. trying to figure out how to do it. That was really good practical advice, right? And somebody who left corporate to start, uh, Marcus Chan, who um, is one of the top salespeople and he has the right philosophy for it. Like he was explaining his formula and how he went from corporate to what he's doing now. And like, you know, I am, I'm bringing in guests that I know if you follow and listen to what they're doing, that could change your life. And I say that not lightly because if you are willing to invest in, shoot, not even like 30 minutes, 10 minutes just to listen to my voice and a guess, I got to bring that value. I got to I gotta make it so worthwhile. So um, I take a lot of pride in um, curating the guests and the topics. But yeah, whether there's entrepreneurship, uh, practical marketing. Oh, I had Mark Evans from the Sasha Group who, who runs the biggest um, advertising agency for small businesses to talk about small businesses and pandemic, right? So all that philosophy and entrepreneurship and you know how, how you can get to the top without knocking other people down, that's, that's the jam. You brought up Sasha Group and from what you're sharing and from the things that you resonate or you and I resonate on, I get a lot of Gary in you. Um, give, 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 <laughs> I, give, give, I can call Gary value. on my cell phone, man. That's how that's how uh, Gary and I um, know each other. And I can go through that story uh, later on because I know it's a little bit long one. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. And in, in speaking to short bits, providing value, we hope that you listening to this brief conversation between Tony and me has piqued your interest to check his story out. Um, Tony and I can talk for hours. And in fact, we really can. We, we, we promised each other offline to do a three hour marathon episode. Hell, maybe we'll live stream it and, and raise some money for charity. I don't know, but that's cool. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony, for uh, making time for us. Um, you've also, in addition to producing, you are very, very diligent and a big hustler in the other part of the podcast equation, which is getting the word out there, building community, engaging with other people. This is not Field of Dreams, people. The, the illusion of if you build it, they will come is merely an illusion. So you got to work your ass off 10 times as much outside of recording, outside of editing to make yeah. sure that people know who the hell you are. That's how Tony and I met because mm -hmm. we're both engaged in getting our word out about our show. So um, check out Tony. It's welcome to Shekyville. 
We'll put all the relevant links and the links to Apple, Spotify, and all the platforms and the social media platforms in the show notes or in the Facebook or Instagram post where you'll see this. So thanks again, Tony, for making time for us today. Stay safe, be well, and uh, let's look forward to that super long marathon conversation, man. (laughs) Yes, sir, Jerry. Thank you so much. Humble to be on here. All right. Take care, guys.